Welcome to episode 244 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man in Oakland, California. I don't see a blanket in the background. It's Randy Michael Stepp. It is there, but um, yeah, okay. I am the man in Oakland, California, who just took off his socks because it's very hot in the house right now, even though it's 945. It's hot over there every day? Yeah, it's been warm all weekend. My house doesn't uh, doesn't cool off or heat up very easily. I'm going to look up. Dude, it's 50 degrees in San Bruno. Hell yeah. What is it in Oakland? It's probably like 60 or something still. And it, and you took your socks off, too? Yeah, man. You got to. Oh, open a window. It is open. Open two windows. I only have one in my room. Move. I might. Thanks, <laughs> Russell John Fisher. <laughs> what up? Were you just going to let that conversation die? Yeah. I thought, I thought we'd get that hearty chuckle of yours to. No, fuck it. was dumb. I don't care how fucking H A W T it is at Randy's house. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, we've been waiting on you for an hour. No, fuck that. I've been working. I, co- I clock in an hour before you even start thinking about work. And then I'm over here grinding away, listening to Tyler Perry at the Oscars, which I only almost played, but I didn't. Beautiful man. Loved what he had to say. It's also hot here, but I'm not going to talk about it. And Is it? Uh, I miss you again. I hope you stop fucking leaving after doing interviews and flying to another state. No, it's for the foreseeable future. <laughs> That's at least, dumb. at least, at least I think th- there's probably three more shows. Uh, consecutively where it's going to be like this. Cool. <laughs> Looking forward <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, what can you do? Nothing. And I don't, I mean, it's not like I move my D&D day to have more time with you and then you go to another state. To uh, avoid- you, you little assholes <laughs> left me alone yesterday. No, so. like that. You bring a lady friend over, we vacate. I know you put your socks on the door when you take them off. Yeah, but then y'all come on Saturday night, and then you do your Friday night again on Saturday night. My Saturdays <laughs> are ruined now. Nah. I had a good thing going on Saturdays, and Charles ruined everything. Oh, Chuggy, who survived the mall shooting? We talk I, about there are times <laughs> where I wish where he didn't survive. <laughs> All right. At least he got maimed a little bit. <laughs> And he could just collect disability and then still go to TNT on Saturdays. Also, um, wow, God, what is his name on Twitch? Wandering Panda. Wandering Panda. It's Wandering Panda with an O. Uh, He streams like kind of infrequently. He's (laughs) fucking bizarre to watch. If you're on Twitch, go make fun of him every now and then. It's fun. All right, are we good? Can Oksana do it? all, All he does is like he's like some you know medieval architect it's very strange <laughs> now now he's playing a uh, first person shooter which he's not particularly good at with i think a bunch of high school friends so that's all right, already I, all weird all right I'll, I'll watch that yeah now it's time of the segment with oksana valerian of <laughs> where she's going to talk about movies in the theater because the theaters are now open she Yay! may also talk about movies that are video on demand. She may also talk about the movie that will be available on Friday, May 7th, <laughs> called Fried Berry, 
starring <laughs> directed by this week's guest Ryan Kroger <laughs> Oksana we actually talk about Friedberry a lot in this episode because he's the guest so I will no doy <laughs> so instead I'll mention um 15 things you didn't know about Bigfoot. Number one will blow your mind, which comes out Friday the 7th on... Are you going to name all 15? I don't have time for this. I don't know all 15. Oh, we got to watch the movie. What's number one? Whatever, whatever <laughs> it is will blow your mind. Also, I think this is... So the original title was The Vice Guide yep. to Bigfoot. Is that the movie you, you guys were talking about? Yeah, I or see that. that. Wait, it's the, same, it's the same movie? I fucking told you. <laughs> that doesn't. What that movie's out already, isn't it? It played yeah, best. That I think. Movie, yeah, yeah, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> he liked Clark liked it. I did not. I didn't finish it. So this is a paranormal comedy that follows a hopeless millennial reporter on the most important assignment of his career: Bigfoot. All right. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> Clark's chugging what looks like Axe body spray. He's so upset about the. Oh, okay. No. Oh, it's a pie. It's a McDonald's pie. My bad. I thought it was a flask. They smell um, close. Mm, mm. No, no, no. Keep going, Oksana. Don't let him. No. Before no. we get into it, very briefly. Oh. I want to mention that, <laughs> Randy, I got very into Mezcal. Uh, I haven't had it yet, but I got very into oh, it because, because of an Instagram ad. It's called Madre Mezcal, and I want to try to send you the... Have you seen the ad? It's very cool. I haven't seen the ad, but I've seen it in liquor stores and in friends' hands. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a cool-looking bottle. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, Dude, the ads ads are awesome. Cool. Are they sponsoring us now? Is that why you're doing this? (laughs) I wish I would. Because I'm thinking about drinking Mezcal now, dude. All right. Once they give you a check, then I'll promote this. Okay. It's on uh, movie number two. Movie number two, which is also coming out Friday the 7th, is Initiation. Uh, Separation, initiation. What the hell's going on? No breathing. <laughs> this one has an exclamation mark in the middle initiation. of the word. It's init, exclamation mark, Asian. <laughs> <laughs> which really confused me when I first saw it. I was trying to write it down. You next movie. Um, so Winton University unravels the night. Unravels the night. A star athlete is murdered, kicking off a spree of social media slayings that force students to uncover the truth behind the school's hidden secrets and the horrifying meaning of an exclamation point. I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's it. Apparently, they graffiti an exclamation point when they kill people or something. <laughs> I don't know. The The top billed actor is named Froy Gutierrez. So I am in. <laughs> yeah, Froy's tight, dude. I like the uh, mask that this... what I'm guessing is the slasher wears. Froy. All right. What else you got? <laughs> um, next week on Tuesday, the 11th, Goodbye, Honey comes to VOD. Goodbye, <laughs> It's coming out next week. <laughs> Worth it. 
Um, after escaping abduction, a frantic woman a frantic woman must coerce an exhausted truck driver to hide in the back of her truck for the night. The two women take refuge take refuge not knowing what the rest of the night has in store. What kind of truck though? Like an you have to, wheeler? You have to tune in to find out. If it's the truck from uh, my heart will only beat unless you tell it to, then I'm in. No, it's like a, it's like a small big rig. It doesn't have. Oh. A- <laughs> it's a little big rig. Oh, is it from over the top? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that it's not technically a callback if you do that before we talk about over the top. I do it every week. <laughs> Does it's, he? It's a tease. <laughs> uh, not quite. Also, right. I feel like we talk about over the top once a month. No, we don't. It's been I've never a while. heard of it. No, it stained. No. <laughs> You've never heard of it until an hour ago. You said that. Are you kidding me? We Wait, haven't. we already did that. You can't. I know, but I did. I didn't know that he did. I didn't know. Yes, you did. He never heard of it. Okay, everybody listen right now. <laughs> I just thought he didn't see it. What? You're going to give people deja vu, dude, when they... Dude, okay, very briefly, I just want to mention that I saw... I've, I've seen Over the Top at least five times. Now, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But the last time I saw it was the night... Oh, no. Was the night of my grandmother's uh, visitation. What? The, her, her wake. We call it visitation. Oh, okay. I was like, she went to jail and... <laughs> So it was the night of my grandmother's wake, and the and we were watching um, over the top. It was on TNT, and over the top was interrupted because we had just entered uh, war with Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they cut, they cut in the middle of over the top. And to then say people, that we just bombed Afghanistan. And then everybody was mad at the wake. They're like, fuck. And they're like, they're punching her casket and shit. Like, I know. I was so mad. I was like, God, my grandmother's dead now. I can't see sliced alone. <laughs> Fucking kill it as a truck driver. All right. The little big rig and the columnist. Nope. Right. Oh. It's a, another one that I forgot about what's coming out on Friday the 7th. The column, columnist. Uh huh. <laughs> columnist and author Femke is flooded with anonymous nasty messages and death threats on social media. One day she has enough and decides to take revenge. Oh no! Dun, dun, dun. Who? Wait, who directed that? Pronounce that name. <laughs> Evil von, von Art. Evil von Art. Oh, right, that's a cartoon over. character. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? People are mean to her online, and now she starts killing them. I, all right. I mean, good. I'm gonna I watch mean, it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm talking yeah. shit. Outside anything else? Nope. Wait, when does Spiral come out? That's uh, May fourteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, next cool. week. For any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those at podcast at overlooktheater.com. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the other one, find us, like us, comment. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, it's not any of my business, what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hour is available on Facebook as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Twitter as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Instagram as The Overlook Theater. And The Overlook Hour is available on YouTube as The Overlook Theater. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy, Randy. Also now available on VOD is the, the new Roy Anderson film about endlessness. Uh, so yeah, give it a shot.
I almost watched it, but then I didn't. You got here. It's only 78 <laughs> minutes. All right, Randy. Ryan Kruger's on. Take us home. for days, stumbling on cracked and bleeding legs. In the end, I got murdered to bits by a big scary ghost. I have a quick question. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) I feel this is a semantically null sentence. (laughs) Creepy. Uh, Do you listen to the show? I'm curious. What do you think? Probably not. Um, Correct. Last week, I covered uh, the show, Two Sentence Horror Story, and I I gave a couple examples of the ones that they used. And um, I I just wanted—I was wondering if you thought that held up to the CW show. I have no idea. I only listened to "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me." Hell yeah! Wait, what is that? It's on NPR. Oh. Damn, I actually, I got some good NPR bits coming up, but oh. I don't want to play. I, I, I can't wait. Hit the door cue. <laughs> All right, bye. <sighs> I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. He's pretty punchy down here in Phoenix. It's probably hot wherever you got him. Dude, it was so hot in the, in the Uber ride from the airport. Man, it's, it's like 98 down here right now. 98 degrees type band. Yeah, Nick Lachey swung by. <laughs> also, Uba, you must be a catfish fan. What? <laughs> so, um, Catfish UK kicked off, and uh, I've caught up the first two episodes, and there's a, a nice black girl named Julie. I'm only mentioning that because her partner is clearly an albino, or maybe a Nosferatu, but uh, his name is Uba. <laughs> And they say Uber. She calls him Oobs for short. But when they show his name on screen, how do you think they spell it? Are they spelling Uba? It's Uber. Uber. U-B-E-R. That's what you would think. But I call him Uba because it's O-O-H-B-A. O-O-H-B-A? Dude, Google it. He Uba. looks... So Oksana pointed out that he looks like... um. Oh, I'm sorry. O-O-B-A-H. My bad. Oksana pulled that up and highlighted it for me. I'd hate to offend Uba. Um, Uba's tight. Here. Can, who, did you, who did you say he looked like that you nailed? <laughs> the guy who films a plastic bag in Not Another Teen. Or- Not Another Teen Movie. Have you guys seen that parody? Uh, of course. Do you remember the guy that was filming the bag when they were making fun of American Beauty? No. Yeah, so yeah, he was a good-looking guy. He looks just like that, except like uh, eighteen shades paler. Like this guy's so pale that he's got blue in his skin. Dude, I'm pretty sure that's a noticeable actor. That guy. Yeah, the, Uba is uh, going to be much bigger. Yeah. I'm By just- the way, when um, I was on the baseball team in the tenth grade, oh, no. <laughs> and we took we took a bus trip to Vicksburg, Mississippi. And it's like. I don't know, a little over an hour. And um, we had a chartered bus. 
and the movie that was selected was not another teen movie. Oh no! And the coach's ten-year-old daughter yeah, isn't was that on hard? the bus. It's rated oh, R. It's a hard R. Yeah, <laughs> dude. The movie opens up with a uh, with a vibrator scene. That's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, we watched the first five minutes of not another teen movie on the team bus. And then I think they turned on Tombstone. It was always Tombstone. For baseball, <laughs> For baseball, we either watched uh, For the Love of the Game, which is the Kevin Costner baseball movie, and Tombstone. For football, it was always the program. Oh, dude, the program's tight. It was always the program. I love, uh, what's his name? Latimer, right? Starting defense, place at the table. <laughs> it breaks that fucking break car window. <laughs> and also, he's a giant. So the guy who played Latimer also played Leatherface in uh, the Texas Chainsaw remake. Oh, I know. And and then, <laughs> and then, um, and the program, he's this giant dude, and he date rapes the smallest girl you've ever seen. <laughs> he was a tormented character. It's so disconcerting. That scene is so disturbing because it she looks like a 10-year-old child next to him. Yeah, like some ogre just grabbed a little elf girl. Brandon, have, you ever, have you ever seen that movie? Not another teen movie? No, uh, the program. Uh, no, I don't think I have. Dude, it is horrible. Why would Randy watch the program? Mm. Why? How would that ever appear on his radar? We need to, we need to bring back homework movies. <laughs> oh, fuck that. That's, and homework turned into cuck movies. I don't, I don't like either. It did. It did turn into a cuck situation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I watch the internet too much. Hold but no, on, no. Randy, Randy needs to watch uh, the program and Blue Chips. I Randy, don't know. You, Randy, you may like Blue Chips. I feel like I'm familiar with Blue Chips, but I don't know if I've seen it. Blue, Blue Chips has Nick Nolte, and he plays a good basketball coach that turns into a dirty basketball coach, and Shaq is in it. Okay. You got an Ed <laughs> O'Neill. Nice. Dude, Blue Chips is good. All right. Now, before I forget and before Clark brings up more sports movies we're never going to watch, I have to apologize because once again, I tried to tease a guest that was about to be on the show. And uh, I, you may have noticed that uh, they're not the name this week. So uh, hopefully in the future, I'm not even going to mention the movie. If you remember, you remember. Hopefully they'll be rebooked. Um, yeah, they're not dead or anything. They're not dead. And it wasn't even, it's just, it always happens. If I ever try to tease like, oh, next week we got blank, then it just, it can't work out from then on. Um, that's what hardest with Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah. He went to jail right before we had him on. Um, also last week I brought up that whole fucking CW two sentence horror story thing because this week we had another uh, what what is this the third one third second or third one from a uh individual named brench fry now last week he had emailed us after hearing the first one hit air and i don't know if this is a threat or I, i'm just gonna read it it's pretty short he uh emailed dear the overlook hour thank you for your for chilling the spines of your listeners with the mysterious tale of the big scary spider and the big scary st skeleton 
Thank you for conjuring in your listener's imagination the image of a fearful hand hovering over a keyboard. With each recited sentence, the spirit of Brench Fry grows stronger. Brench Fry will return to us thanks to the Overlook Hour. Yeah, I don't... So off air, we've been trying to figure out who this is. I, I don't think we know them. Clark, you had a new guest that they weren't from America? Yeah, I think, I think they're British. All right. Well... They've <laughs> so here. Okay, I'm just gonna behind the curtain. If anybody sends us a two sentence horror story, I'm gonna break his up. He's got over ten in the canon now, and I think there's a chronological narrative to him that isn't very obvious. But if if anybody sneaks one in, I'm gonna break him up. Are so you are you saying up. are you saying Bridge Fry has a master plan? Dude? I think so. Dude, that is, that is terrifying. <laughs> that is the that is the scariest master plan I've ever I'm, heard. And also, um, I hope it becomes very clear that with a little interaction, we will give you the show. So if anybody out there wants to email anything, it, you, you get the keys to the car. Um, what else do I got? Oh, and uh, later on in the interview, I call a movie Requiem for a Boxer. I was wrong. Uh, also, I feel like I should mention. Um, Rod Sterling wrote it. It'll make sense later on. Rod Serling. Serling. He's not part of the Fork Company or whatever? Sterling? You know, he's, he, doesn't there you go. Any, <laughs> he doesn't have any stake in the silver. You took a little walk, but I knew, I knew I'd see you at the end. Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't take a walk. <laughs> well, did you? Are you doing okay? No, I'm, I'm tired. I can tell. This is a this is a terrible flight. A terrible flight. All right. Well, uh, I like I farted in the shower. Here's what happened. I was, I got in the room. I took a shower. I had the bar soap. I dropped the bar soap. Uh oh. I, I leaned over to pick up the bar soap, and uh, I had a fart enter the chamber. So you know. <laughs> once, once, once the bullet enters the chamber, I went ahead and pulled the trigger. And it was interesting because I had just cleaned that region. So I was wondering if it was going to be a, a soapy smell. It was not. <laughs> oh, man. And, dude, don't fart in the shower. It's not fun. I pee, I pee in the shower all the time, but don't fart in the shower. Okay, George Costanza. I'm just saying. <laughs> Now, damn it, you fucking... Th Actually, you know what? I pulled... Um, last week I mentioned I had a bunch of audio I wanted to play. I'm pretty much going to get rid of a lot of it, unless it's timely. There is one that I thought you would really get a kick out of. Uh, and you know what? It seems like a good segue right now. Are, are you down to listen to a 23-second clip, Clark? Yeah, let's go. No context. Uh, you tell me. And there's a part two. We'll vote if you want to hear it. Here we go. What am I telling you? I make it very short because what I'm drinking here will make you go to the toilet because tomorrow I have a colonoscopy. <laughs> Means if I run away from the video, uh, the video is over and I will be on the shitter the next four hours. Mm. That tastes horrible. All right. You got any idea who that was? So he sounds German because it's almost Wolfgang Puck, but I don't think it's Wolfgang Puck. He sounds younger than that. 
Uh, is, it Uwe, is it Uwe Boll? Oh, dude, you nailed it. Yeah. You knew my boy. <laughs> you knew my boy was getting a colonoscopy. You follow him. Yeah. Now, uh, well, it's like he's, he's crude. He's crass. <laughs> I was like, it's Uwe Boll. And uh, I've got one more clip on. Uh, you want to hear it? Mm-hmm. All right. Here's uh, Uwe giving a hot take. Similar horrible were the Oscars. Uh, only a few notes. It has not anymore. There are no more good films. Where is the Godfather, Apocalypse Now, even Wolf of Wall Street, Dances with Wolves? These kind of films don't exist anymore. Instead, we have boring crap or depressing crap. And now everybody just is so in the Twitter cancel culture. Me too. We are all the same one world, one piece, Black Lives Matter life, that they totally forget that a good film doesn't care about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uwe. <laughs> he opens up drinking some stuff that's going to clear his bowels and then goes into a nine-minute breakdown of the Oscars. As a reminder, he is now a very successful restaurateur. <laughs> Wait, I forgot about that. Dude, where are his restaurants? Cause I don't we, know. All right, here's here we go. I was I was talking to, to a friend of mine this weekend about European travel. <laughs> we, we, dude, let's book it. Let's go to Uwe Bull's restaurants. All right, I got to figure this out. He's got one in, he opened the Bauhaus restaurant in Vancouver. After a, after noting a lack of German cuisine in the city, there Wait, you go. Vancouver's this side, right? Yeah. yeah. Randy, you been to Vancouver? Shortly, yeah, like less than a day. Did what? You, did you go to Bauhaus? Uh, I don't know if it existed when I went. This was like over ten years ago, probably. All right, dude, we're going. We're going to Vancouver, dude. All right, uh, we'll book him for the show. We'll talk to him while we're there. I, oh, dude! <laughs> I I went to straight dot com, <laughs> which released an article on April twentieth of twenty seventeen, called uh, and it says Vancouver Restaurant Bauhaus by reveled filmmaker Uwe Boll makes international dining list. But you scroll down and there's a video link. <laughs> oh no! And the title of the video on this. On this article, it says, fuck you all. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Uwe, right? And that's Uwe. Yeah, he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, It's not very good. Um, But it's not just him sitting there talking either. So in that Oscar video I mentioned, he opens up with like an old Oscar clip and they introduce him and he does some light editing. None of it's very good. I, I just think he's like outlandish and... I just yeah. I, I just love his his reference, his list of great movies. <laughs> the Godfather, Apocalypse Now, Dances with Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're a fan of all those films though. I have never and will never see Dances with Wolves, despite Boy, no. having the laser disc. Okay. We have a uh, art hanging in the podcast room. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh oh. I think the Beaver Trilogy, is it not in there? <laughs> when I gave it to you, it was. Russell, go into my room. No, and, no. No, no. I need to know right now. 
I'll tell you, blue is the warmest color was also in there, but you had that in your pile. Okay, someone's got it. I don't. It, I, who has my big trilogy? Okay, where is it? I'll go look. It's um. It, okay. uh, it, it's in the bookcase. It's in my bookcase. You go into my room. It's directly on the left. I think it's near the bottom. It's big because I had to put it in diagonally. <laughs> That's bad feng shui, dude. All right. Are you going to move on to Randy while I do this? Also, yeah. the, you know, you mentioned the homework assignment. And even though we talked about it earlier, you might have forgotten the David Lynch homework assignment I put upon everybody. I know. I did. I I totally forgot because I totally could have watched it this week on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. And uh, Randy, you did check it out, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, me did too. We, oh, fuck. Yeah, we could. What? All right, we'll be back at 10 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> no, nope. it's almost like it's like an hour 40. It's fucking long. But yeah, okay, I'm going to go in your room. All right, you're going to talk about it at the end? Uh, Yeah, at the end of Randy. I don't know. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, but don't stop. Believing. <laughs> All right, Randog. What else did you get up to today? Anything of import? Uh, No, nothing too crazy. I just uh, had a nice uh, little morning walk, got some coffee, got a egg and cheese bagel, sat by the lake, ate it there, talked to you guys, and then had another break, went and visited my grandparents, and then uh, now we're back here. Did did you do a dinner? Uh yeah, late lunchish. What'd you do? Uh just like sandwiches and stuff. And then I ate some pasta at home. Bro, you had a bagel and a sandal? <laughs> yeah, dude. You carving up. I didn't man. I didn't make the lunch. I just showed up and lunch was there, so I wasn't gonna complain oh, about I, complain I, about I extra understand. carbs, you know. I under- no, I understand. I, I fully get it. I also had pasta today too, but it was uh, is a veggie pasta, so less carbs. Was it a cold pasta or a warm pasta? It's a warm pasta. They just have like uh, substitutes for noodles, you know. Oh, the noodles were vegetables. I understand. Yeah. What kind? Zooks? Uh, no, just spaghetti. No, but what kind of vegetable? Oh, I think it was like a cauliflower type thing. Oh, yeah, it wasn't great. That makes sense. I tell you what, though, I don't hate a cauliflower crust pizza. Yeah, it can be aight. I don't hate them. Trader Joe's has a pretty decent cauliflower crust. Russ, was it not in there? No. Damn. What was in there? Just the normal shit? Um, a CD of the um soundtrack. Shit. Yeah, I don't know who I gave it to. I think it was maybe Coop. Your uncle might have jacked it. He definitely did not. Is your <laughs> uncle a big Trent Harris fan? No. My uncle was my uncle did love the beach bum. Nice. Boo. Dude, you're wrong about the beach bum. It's great. Five stars. <laughs> Randy, what'd you see? So I watched a uh, 25 hour Twitch stream telethon type of thing. Uh, raising money for the restaurant Hacks. workers community foundation. <laughs> uh, it was the Doughboys podcast. They had their 25 hour live stream on Twitch and uh, it was pretty good. It was fun. It started off with a, their fifth review of the restaurant Taco Bell. 
and then it ended with a separate group doing the sixth review of Taco Bell. I don't hate that. It was pretty good. You had a lot of uh, you had a lot of guests come in. Carl Tart popped in a couple times. Hell yeah! Um, PFT was on. The commissioner. Commissioner showed up and he had the worst internet connection ever, and it was very bad, but (laughs) it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was cool. Um, the oh, did Zook show up? Zook showed up too. Yeah, Hell towards the yeah. end. So, do you think? Do you think they'll do a clip for this week's episode? Uh, yeah. So I th- actually, I'm not sure when the first Taco Bell episode um, is going to be up, but I think that's going on the uh, the normal feed, and then I think all of it is still up on Twitch. So I think they saved like everything. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's is up. It, is it for pay? No, no, it's just up there. Oh, oh, dude! Apparently, in the middle of the night, um, Mitch and one of his Quincy friends watched uh, the Mummy with Brendan Fraser, and they just did like a commentary on it for a couple hours. Oh, so I missed that, but I might have to go back and oh. <laughs> and watch it. Dude, that's worth it. Dude, I like the Mummy. I don't care what you say. I haven't seen it in years. But... The Mummy, it, it's a fun franchise. Russell, your thoughts? <laughs> what about the Daddy? <sighs> <laughs> what about the <da> baby? <laughs> okay, I know hip hop. <laughs> I barely know that reference. The baby. <laughs> By the way, we never talked about when we saw the baby. Uh, Oksana pulled it up too. Right? I when know. I, how do you know? She just pulled it up on her computer. It's going to be in the YouTube video because I know how Oksana works. Okay. There. <laughs> she's laughing but i turned her mic off i know how you care about that clark dude you gotta stop gaslighting her dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah doughboy's live stream it's pretty fun they raised uh a hundred and eighty three thousand dollars for restaurant yep, community so did off. <laughs> we did triple that dude yeah we did half a mil we ran away with it too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Quit yeah. our jobs. Speaking of Doughboys, I watched a movie with uh, some Doughboys uh, guests. Some um, oh god, yeah, some people who have been on on there. It's called Golden Arm. Came out this year, I believe, uh, a couple oh, days ago. Yeah, I I was gonna watch this and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's a it's a ninety minute uh, kind of like a female sports comedy in the world of. Uh, Arm wrestling, ladies arm wrestling. So the premise on IMDb, a tough lady trucker trains her wimpy best friend to compete in the National Ladies Arm Wrestling Championship. Uh, So the two main characters, uh, the wimpy best friend is played by Mary Holland and the uh, tough trucker lady is played by Betsy Sodaro, both who have been on Doughboys and are in a bunch of comedy, comedy stuff. Yeah. Also... Betsy Sodaro, Russell John Fisher, mm-hmm. and Oksana Valeriana Vodosachi. Betsy Sodaro was in a short film featured at the Unnamed Footage Festival. Oh, uh, yeah. Which one? She was in the, um, the comedy one that was a TV pilot that we showed in Uff 2. Oh, okay. She was, a, she was a chef in that. Yeah, it was really polished. Yeah. I remember that. And then you're like, oh, I know like everybody in this movie. Yeah, because she was in that. Gabrus was in it. Yeah. Uh, a couple other folks. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, something <laughs> Obscura? 
Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, Golden Arms, uh, it's pretty good. It's kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a road movie. So essentially the beginning of the movie, you see Betsy Sodaro in like some dive bar and she's uh she's arm wrestling and she gets injured very badly. And then she uh so she's in like a, a competition. She like wants to win, you know, the, the grand prize or whatever in a couple months at this big tournament. And uh yeah, she gets injured pretty badly, and then she goes to see her old friend, uh, played by Mary Holland. She's like just working at like a bakery and has a kind of a much different life than Betsy Sidaro's character has. Uh, but they used to arm wrestle when they were younger. They were, you know, old friends back in the day. And uh, so she kind of cons her into coming on a road trip with her and then uh, getting her into this arm wrestling competition because she has what they call a golden arm, essentially. So she's just great at arm wrestling. She has like you know, she looks like she wouldn't be good at it. She's kind of wimpy, but um, she's got a strong arm. And uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, like I said, it's kind of like a buddy, uh, like a female comedy uh, road movie, kind of a sports movie. Um, yeah, it's nothing like super original, but I think all the uh, people in the movie have like really good chemistry and uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. And uh, Eugene Cordero um, is in it too. Um, Ron Funches is in it. Um, one of the people from the office, um, Kate Flannery's in it. Uh, so yeah, a lot of, lot of comedy people and it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. And it's a prequel to Goldfinger. Yeah. And also the man with the golden arm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is it better than over the top? Randy doesn't know what over the top is. I don't think I've seen that. Now, are you kidding me? Hold you on. have never seen Over the Top? I, I was <laughs> no. actually going to ask him that, too. It's an arm wrestling movie from uh, 87. Dude, with Stallone. It is the best movie <laughs> now, of Stallone's uh, career. That's not true. I was no, more of a Schwarzenegger guy. Dude, I'm Stallone. I, I, know I, I know I'm in the minority with that, probably. But it's I'm Stallone over Arnold, and it's not even close. Because you're a little man. Also, dude... I've never, all right, last week, I wasn't going to say this, but I tried to watch Cliffhanger, and I couldn't do it. Oh. I've never seen Cliffhanger, and it, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. It, it, made, it made me too anxious, man. Now, back to uh, Over the Top, my grandfather. I was, was going to bring this up. Yeah. He was a world uh champion arm wrestler and he had been around he god he eventually got so old that they were making new divisions for him and at one point uh one of the times i'd i'd seen him i asked him about over the top and he said he was actually like the after that movie came out it kind of like took over the world of arm wrestling and the next event he did the grand prize was the truck from the movie they were yeah and he was already, he was in a division that wasn't eligible for that already, but he had no, no kind word for, for that movie. Huh, and yeah. And it just talked about how it was like a misrepresentation of the whole thing. Also, I don't know if I ever talked about him on this show before, but uh, he's the one that told me I have tiny hands and I could never arm wrestle. <laughs> Cause you know, everybody's just like, Oh, do it. Arm wrestle. I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? Like, I'm not tall, and he's the big dude. And, like, they're like, yeah, but you like to lift weights and shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I'm not dumb. 
And then I sat there and he looked at my hand and he went, yeah, you can never do anything with those. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then I think I was managing a round table at that time. And uh, that story came up and they started calling me a T-Rex there. <laughs> and they're like, oh, T-Rex with these tiny hands. Yeah, it was good. Also, a lot of uh, discoveries on the T-Rex front. Have you all been keeping up with that? Tammy and the T-Rex? I mean, is it? Is it necessarily that the T-Rex has a small hand or opposed to the small arms? I think it was the arm and the hand included. Yeah. I mean, in Jurassic Park, they had like two fingers. Yeah. A tiny hand. But um, apparently there were like a billion T-Rexes on this planet. Maybe. And they now think that they were like a pack animal. Like they, they traveled in groups. Also, don't they think they had feathers? Yeah, that's a whole hollow bone theory. I'm more of a flat earth guy. God, if if, <laughs> di- if dinosaurs had feathers, I'm I'm done, dude. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to be here anymore, man. Well, um before we started recording, I was talking about how there was no interesting news. One of them was uh our space division figured out that if an asteroid was headed at Europe, we could do nothing about it. So why Maybe specifically we'll- Europe? I don't know. I didn't read it. <laughs> I didn't open the fucking article. I was like, that's good that's enough. Fair. I don't care. All right. I mean, if, it do- if an asteroid does hit Europe, I mean, we're cool, right? <laughs> Probably not. It'd be the equivalent of uh, Bill Gates flying around and blocking out the sun with all his particle chemicals. Dude, Europe is way far away, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if that- it impacts so hard, it opens up a hole to the core of the Earth where all the kaiju live. Let's Again, go. it's going to be go. pretty big. Because, <laughs> dude, you've got the entire Atlantic Ocean and then the entire United States, contingent United States. I think we're good. Bring it. All right. Sorry to all our UK listeners. <laughs> Brunch fry. If you stop yeah, eating, we'll know. Um, also, I'm down with the kaiju. <laughs> okay. Dude, I guarantee you there's kaiju right now. <laughs> Randy, did you wanna did you wanna talk about hotel room? I'm good. You can bring it up later. <laughs> now that just makes me think you're not excited. Here, let me let me just get it out of the way here. Um so it had popped up in some article uh that David Lynch had made a um a te- there was a pilot that consisted of three episodes on HBO. That was a test run for a TV show. It didn't work. Um, Mulholland Drive had a similar backstory, I believe, and, you know, we all kind of love that. And, oh, man, Hotel Room, dude, I've never felt so destroyed by the digital era as I did watching that movie. I had such a hard time paying attention, and I kept going in and out, in and out. Um, It's basically a... It's one hotel room, um, three stories that happen years apart. I think one's in the 90s, one's in like the 20s, one's in the 70s. And um, they're basically kind of a that David Lynch theme of all the true horror happens, you know, behind the white picket fence, except it's not it's not as like, I don't know, polished of an idea. And it feels kind of like a lowbrowed uh, Rod Serling, like kind of like Twilight Zone thing. The there's a lot of um, 
there's a weird theme of like what happens in the hotel room is very transitional and uh, people treat each other a certain type of way in this temporary home. And like the first one is a dude comes up with a prostitute and then <laughs> another dude barges in and asks, did you pay her already? And when he says yes, then that guy sleeps with her. And it, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. I kept popping in and out. The second one is kind of like sex in the city. <laughs> the third one, <laughs> the third one had our boy Crispin Glover and uh, a PTSD girl. And <laughs> oh, she's single, dude. <laughs> I don't. You wouldn't be into her. She seems like she's got a lot of ah. You're down with a lot of baggage, though. Oh, yeah, bro. I'm a fucking I'm a fucking bellhop for girls with baggage. <laughs> Dude, they mentioned the bellhop many a time in that show. Actually, you rolling around on the bed is being picked up by that mic. All right, what about now? Is it better? Randy? It's better now. Okay. Crispin Glover talks about Chinese food for like a third of that of that short. And I was so tempted to just mine it. But I knew if we talked about Chinese food, we'd have to talk about your favorite guy, Clark, the uh, succulent Chinese dinner. Eating a meal, a succulent <laughs> Chinese meal. Yeah. And I knew I couldn't do that. Uh, I will say if for those, man, we were talking to Robson online uh, via Twitter and he kind of summed it up best where if you're going in there for like crazy, surreal, weird David Lynch, you're going to, it's not what you want. But if you're on the level with the film, I'm sure it can please you. It's a little too stage for me. Like, it feels very theater. And um, it's got that betting music that David Lynch loves, where it's like a dude with a hi-hat and a infrequent snare with a, like, jazz bass. Oh, and so, it, so like the Shags. No. <laughs> I, you know, I bet he would be into it, though. He'd be into the Shags. Who isn't into the Shags? The Shags are the best band of all time. Mm, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Hotel. I, if people, I want. I'm curious if anybody actually watched it because they put it out there. If you did, I don't know. Tweet at us or something. Email and uh, I'll believe you. And then tell me a movie that you want me to watch, and we'll be even. And I'll watch it. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one that like could not pay attention watching it due to like the quality. Dude, well, I, you know, I don't know if it was the quality, but it was, it was definitely like, it could not hold my attention. Kind of like Clark who's pacing around his fucking hotel room. Actually, you're in a hotel room right now. That would have been good radio. I know good radio, dude. Have you seen the, no, then uh, you would have watched, have you seen the HBO show Room 104? D I've wait. seen like two episodes. Wait. Yeah, there's room basically an three, anthology show that. Three. <laughs> it's basically a, a a hotel room anthology show that uh the Duplass Bros produce. Yeah. Oh, I I why do I know that that's better? It's good so far. I mean, I've only seen a couple episodes as well, but they got a lot of uh good directors and stuff on it. And James Vanderbeek is in an episode. Uh Crispin Glover over James Vanderbeek any day. Oh, no, dude. Um now Oh, oh! it's just been on for a met, minute. Just because you met Crispin Glover. Oh, also that short we couldn't remember the title to is Artista Obscura. Yeah, that, I thought it was that. I knew it was Artista. Yeah. 
What? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, let's close the book on that. So, Randy, I know you have a, a problem with... Uh, oh, you and that mic, dude. What's wrong? <laughs> I thought I was doing... Why did you roll around on the bed and now you're at a computer chair like a normal human? Why can you just not roll with the punches like Randy? <laughs> it is what it is, man. Randy, this is the situation he's now. He's cutting himself. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm fine. This I'm is watching the situation now. <laughs> yeah, this is Mike the situation. Also, he bought you a damn mic that you can't use. Why? Like, As a reminder, <laughs> I forgot the dongle. I forgot the dongle, dude. You are a fucking dongle. I am a dongle. <laughs> a detachable dongle. <laughs> and you're welcome for being introduced to that song. I've I don't know. never heard that song in my life. It was written for you. I don't know how you never heard of it. I know. It's pretty good. And we're talking about detachable penis, which I showed him off air after our interview. By the way, I totally would invest in a detachable penis. <laughs> <laughs> no Why? Question. No question. Why? What would it do for you? Well, that's under the assumption that I could upgrade to a bigger penis. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you do with it? Walk around and sh- show it. You you just flash people. Yeah, I'll showcase it. I'd you wear a jacket. I'd wear even tighter pants. <laughs> dude, I have got to get new clothes. My you'd life, lose it if it could come off. You would lose it, dude. I a hundred percent would lose my detachable penis. Again, I don't. I mean, if you're in the if you're in the detachable penis game. I have to assume that you can acquire multiple models. So you would have backups in like, you know, one day you have a nice five incher, one day maybe you want to get weird, you want to get a nine inch black one. So like, you know, you can play the field. You get like a cat sick blues barbed one. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. What did you watch? I watched two movies. The first movie is on Netflix. It came out a few months ago. I think it came out early March, maybe before. I don't know. It's called I Care A Lot, and it's it's not good. Here's the deal. <laughs> What's her name? Rosamund know. Pike. Rosamund Pike, who I have had a crush on for many years. I, don't, I just like her. I think she's attractive. I think she's talented. I like her. She's a twat in this movie. She's very good, but <sighs> essentially she plays a woman who opens this film with a monologue. Right there, bad start. And it, not, not because it's a woman speaking, but <laughs> just because, <laughs> <laughs> like, movies with a monologue, like, you're, that's an uphill battle for me already. It's like, oh, all right, we're, you're preaching to me from, from the first Sheen scene. I want to say shot and scene. <laughs> so I said Sheen. Um, she plays a woman who says that if you want to succeed in life, you have to cheat. So she cheats. And what she does is that she is a legal guardian uh, for the elderly who have been deemed they cannot take care of themselves and uh, they become her wards. And uh, she works inside deals with uh doctors and um 
other medical professionals, including uh, like caretakers of nursing homes so that they can get a cut. So essentially is that she gets these people who and then she takes over their estate and then sells all their belongings, sells their home and pockets the money. But it's all done legally. So she's got this little side racket going and uh, she does this to Diane Wiest. Is that who it is? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you watch the movie? <laughs> I know, but I don't have it pulled up. But I think it's Diane Weiss. Pretty sure it's Diane Weiss. And, uh, but lo and behold, Diane Weiss is not who she says she is. Bum, bum, bum. Turns out she is the mother of the, of the uh, boss of the Russian mafia, who is played by Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Peter Dinklage plays the boss of the Russian mafia who has no Russian accent. Now, is it comedic intent or? It's, it's a little bit of everything. Like it, it mixes the slapstick humor with, then it just tries to out top itself and it just becomes a, it becomes a parody of itself by the end. And it gets so ridiculous. And this woman is ahead of the game at every opportunity and it becomes, it's, it's just, it becomes, you know, fantastical and um, ridiculous, but I was never bored with the film. Um, I don't know, for whatever reason, it, it kept me going. It's a little long. I think it's right at two hours, but um, the ending is absolutely insane and ridiculous. Uh, also, our boy uh, Bacon, Bacon, I was just <laughs> Bacon Blair, Bacon? Bacon Blair shows up. Not <laughs> Bacon Blair, Making Bacon, our boy. Um, isn't that his name? Yeah, I was just about to ask about yeah. him. Ain't it? Yeah, from Green Room, the yeah. Making Blair Witch. So I'll go ahead and spoil this. He plays. Oh, okay, <laughs> he plays the guy who is at the beginning of the movie, who tries to sue her because uh, she fucked him and his mother over. And at the, he shows up in the last scene, and he kills her. After she, after she joins Peter Dinklage, who's tried to kill her the whole movie, and she outsmarts Peter Dinklage. And then Peter Dinklage is like, you know what? You're pretty smart. Uh, let's work together and make billions of dollars. So that's what they do. And then at the end, she's walking around in a power suit and he shoots her in the titty. (laughs) End of of movie. All right. What's your other movie? Uh, The other movie is a movie that I have. uh, It's been on my radar for quite some time. Uh, I believe it came out in 2009 and I kind of wanted to see it and I never did. It is called Harry Brown with Michael Cape. And I believe it came out the same year as Grand Torino. And it is somewhat similar to Grand Torino. It's 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 basically kind of a mix between Grand Torino and a little bit of nobody. Um mixed with uh basic bitch procedural drama. <laughs> Man, it's interesting for a while, but overall, I don't even remember how it ends. I think Damn. he dies. I think he dies too. It's just it drags out, and essentially, Michael Caine plays um, a veteran whose wife just died, 
and he gets very sad and he cries. And then his uh, very close friend uh, dies, and he also cries a lot more than his wife. And then he starts uh, enacting revenge on all these gutter snipes doing drugs in his neighborhood. And you don't remember the end? I honestly don't remember the end. All right, what would you oh, rate? No, I do, I do remember the end. Yes, I do remember the end. Uh, he gets vengeance. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but he uh, may have died. All the, all the posters look like you would love this piece of crap. I know. It's not great. Um, it, was, it was pretty disappointing. It's a, it's a little slow. And Michael Caine is fine, but it just didn't do a whole lot for me. Now, what would you rate it on Letterboxd? I don't think I have. I would probably rate it. Oh. Yeah, you want to say three, but you know where I'm going to go with that. Two and a half. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. In the middle, right? Because you know. That's different. But that's different. Your version Ah. of the middle and my version of the middle is not the same. No, you know what it is? I just, I, it clicked. What is the opposite of love? Okay, don't I understand that lukewarm? I understand what you're saying. What's the but opposite? Then rate it. No, come hate, on, hate come is on. the opposite of love. It's Russell. not hate. It's love. apathy. It's apathy. Oh, I, I the, your packaging. I understand what you're. <laughs> it's apathy, motherfucker. Three why, is the worst. Yes, that's why I rate apathy the lowest. <laughs> Thank you. That's why. That's why I care a lot is a five star film. <laughs> Whoa! This shot that Oksana pulled up—it looks like uh, Michael Caine's about to shoot a dude in the dick. Did that happen? I don't think so. All right, I'm gonna make that the thumbnail. Save <laughs> that image. What the fuck is happening? Apparently, there's an actor who goes by Plan B in this movie too. Brad Pitt's production company? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I think he's a musician or something. He's a hack. Yeah, I need to watch better movies down here. <laughs> yeah, <you> do. <laughs> it's all Arizona got, dude. I know. Well, it's not looking good for me to watch a movie tomorrow because I got the day off down here. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go fucking pick needles off a cactus. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in a haystack. This town is stupid. I don't understand why people live here on purpose. <laughs> it's a hundred degrees down here. I'm telling you, I had a good time last time we were in Arizona. The name, to, uh, the name of their sports teams are the Suns <laughs> and the Diamondbacks. Then yeah. they've got the Cardinals. I was a Diamondback fan for a minute. I'm sorry. What? I was. You know, triple play baseball. <laughs> I like their stadium. They did. They do have a nice stadium. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Well, you were a uh, Luis Gonzalez fan. Nah, not that deep into it. <laughs> just like the stadium. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, a, just a fan when, of architecture. When we went down there uh, for a different job, they I, I found gnome books, and I remember walking around in there and being like, "Whoa!" They turned in a you know, dilapidated house. Like it was a residential house. They turned into a bookstore. And then in the back, there was a group meeting and there was a lady reading about masturbating to her Pokemon game on Game Boy. 
And I, it was almost like in a movie where I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn over and on the cork board, it said tonight, sexuality and Pokemon meeting in the back. And uh, yeah, they had open mic where you talk about Pikachu making you hard. What does this have to do with the Arizona Diamondbacks? <laughs> oh, the team was there and they were actually participating that night. Dude, I, I never masturbated to Pokemon. You don't like Pokemon. I- I don't like Pokemon, but I did masturbate to uh, the witch in <laughs> Banjo Kazooie. Oh, what? Okay, can you pull that up, Oksana? I don't know when what she the- when she when she turned hot. Wait, how did you did you pause the game? I just mental image. Oh, oh nice. congratulations! You got to wait a minute. When she, she- turned hot, <laughs> Google when she turns hot. Dude, oh, there's got to be porn of this girl all over the internet, probably. Is her name Grunty, or is that the artist here? I think it is. Evolution of Gruntilda from Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, dude, you type in Banjo-Kazooie, hot Grunty shows up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to to crank it. (laughs) Okay. I don't know how to move away from this now. Well, We're looking at grunty images. I mean, you know, if you can't handle my vulnerability, brother. Like Just put I, in hot know. grunty. Y'all haven't found it yet? No, we're looking at it, but she's looking up weird things. Hot grunty? I've, th- I've never heard of this. I'm kind of shocked. Not Do a Banjo-Kazooie fan, though. Oh, Banjo-Kazooie was tight. Randy, your thoughts? I played it a couple times. It's a good game. All right. It didn't take long to find nudity here. Um, now, why did she become hot? I don't remember. Yeah, you do. Mm-mm, I really don't. I don't yeah. <laughs> Not important. <laughs> okay. Not are, important. You, are you done? I'm going to wrap this thing up pretty quickly. Do it. All right. Um, what the fuck did we watch? This. Oh, man. On Friday, we went out to the movie theaters. We returned to the mall where. Uh, I I was waiting for you where Chuggy, you know, dodged bullets like he was in the new Matrix and uh, we saw separation. I I don't know. I don't know what to say about this film other than uh, you may have seen a trailer for it and it looked like Art the Clown was doing the exorcist back like bent over backwards walk on the floor thing. And that's probably the only thing that would have stuck out in your mind. Um, also, uh, our girl, uh, Madeline Brewer, is in it, who I didn't recognize the whole entire film until after Terrell was looking up what people thought of it, and everybody was saying they loved her in it but hated the movie. Um, so Separation is a film about an unbelievable marriage falling apart. Uh, the father in this fantasy is a comic book artist who pen something kind of like um what's a good hot topic comic book oh the girl from cam yeah, yeah the girl from I cam that last week it looks like some uh, yeah. roman dirge art yeah it looks like a roman dirge comic book and okay, well, we also got brian cox in this and uh what's her name's daughter meryl oh. streep's daughter the daughter of street yeah uh, what's her name mamie gummer <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. Oh, what is going Gummer. on? 
Mamie Gummer. Okay, now Mamie Gummer is a weird. She's a she's a weird looking lady, and in, I'm, I'm into it. I I know you would be. I'm not saying she's unattractive. I'm just saying she's weird looking, and it was hard to pinpoint her age. So in the movie, opens, she's the wife of the lead, and the lead in this movie is a kind of I'm trapped in the '90s forever ever comic book artist. Which I mean, even as a protagonist, I we don't see movies like that anymore. So he's. We're introduced to him and a girl, and he's showing her this art, and this girl's like, oh my god, it's amazing. At the time, I didn't realize that was Madeline Brewer. And um, so Mamie Gummer shows up, and she's like, where's our daughter? And then their daughter is in the attic, and she's playing with all the creepy toys that the, her dad had created when people gave a fuck about his comic book. And for some reason, she climbs up to this attic window and she's up there. There's a bird tapping on it. The bird flies away. She somehow falls. She flies like 10 feet across, grabs a beam, and is hanging from a beam in the attic going, oh, no. And like her fingers are coming off one at a time. This movie's fucking ridiculous in like a mundane, boring way. Um, she falls. Uh, the mom comes up there. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you're supposed to be watching her. And she's like, ooh. You know, she likes to do her own thing. And then that girl's like, oh, I'm the babysitter, but I don't care. And then she leaves. And then there's fucking two more hours of this. In the, fu- in the first 10 minutes of this movie, there's the CG bird, which you would have hated, Clark. You would have hated that CG bird. Then mm. we move almost directly into CG fire at one point. Oh, man. So the mom... <laughs> So they they instantly move towards divorce. They're like, this is over. And the mom is like, you know, she's the breadwinner. She's like, you're a fucking loser and your comic book blows and nobody cares about you. So I'm going to take the daughter. You can have the house, but I never want to see you again. And we're moving. So he's like, no, but I love you. Don't do it. I I can, I can do stuff. And uh, next thing you know, he's at a coffee shop with his daughter, but he's such a fuck up in like a way that the audience can't even get behind him. He goes to the wrong coffee shop. So she's like, where are you? I'm here. And he's like, oh, I thought you said this coffee shop. And she's like, you can't do anything right. This is why I'm taking our daughter away from you. And then she's hit by a car. The car doesn't stop. She flips up in the air, lands on the ground, and is in the worst CG puddle of blood I've ever seen. Then cut to her memorial. Uh, her dad gets kind of thrown into giving a speech. He's such a clunky fuck up that he's just like, oh, you know, uh, she's pretty cool. He doesn't look distraught at all. Then there's a picture he painted of his family and his daughter. Her dad is like, take that thing down. She hated you. She would have hated having this painting up. And while he's giving the, the funeral speech or eulogy, I, maybe it's not really a eulogy. A fire starts. The fire starts melting the painting in a way that no painting would ever melt. It burns his face only into like a droopy kind of like scary face. Like what was that movie with the, um, the Snapchat filter that was killing people truth or dare. And, uh, it looks so goofy and dumb. Then whatever. Uh, there's two more hours of this goddamn movie. It's two hours long. We, we get introduced to art, the clown, who's not Art the Clown, and he walks upside down. So that the- guy that guy um, has been in a lot of stuff, and he was in Channel Zero as Pretzel Jack. So I just G-chatted you a thing because he's a contortionist, and he was on America's Got Talent. Oh, okay. Um, he's been in several um, horror pictures. 
No, and... now here's the thing. He's not bad. He's just he's a confusing creature in this movie. Now, he's one of the characters that uh the artist dad had created. And there's there's a, you know, there's a handful of them. He's the only one that comes to life and kind of torments people in their dreams. He's also narratively not important. What actually ends up happening mm. is the dead wife comes back as a ghastly like witch figure who haunts the family and is kind of like tormenting them. Now, the only reason this is important is because the deadbeat comic, well, he runs into his uh, old college buddy at that coffee shop and he's like, Hey man, I opened up my own comic shop. Like we're printing our own stuff. What are you working on? And he's just like, Oh, I'm trying to find a job. And he's like, Oh dude, you should come in. Like, I love the grizzly kin, right? Was that their name? The grizzly. He's like, grizzly kin would great. You should come in. Then his wife calls this is right before she dies. And he's like, Oh, I just got offered a job. We're rebooting the grizzly kin. And that guy's like, ah, dude, I didn't say that. I wanted you to come in as an anchor. And he's like, what? And she's like, see, I told you you're a fucking loser. You can't even do it. And then he's just like, Oh no. And he was like, Oh, sorry, bro. I guess I should leave. Well, he tracks down that guy. And this is the only interesting thing in the movie. So that guy has this like, future that never happened uh, uh, probably on the 18th floor of whatever building he's in in New York and it's this modern artist utopia and everybody's there and everybody's cool and there's all this cool art on the walls and uh, he's in there and he's very hip like he's like the tech douche bags we work with where he thinks he's cool and he's above the corporate game but he's totally a fucking cog and he's just like hey man yeah I'm glad you took the job we'll get you going right away and uh, this dude comes in with an English accent and he's just talking about this new dark idea he has. And he's like, but I need a proper artist who's been tormented. We have to have somebody who knows true torment. And he sees some of the art that our nineties dude has been drawing now that his wife is haunting him. And he, he brings him into his room and this is the most Joe Rogan echo chamber thing i've ever fucking seen in a horror movie and he goes have you ever taken ayahuasca and it's like oh, what the fuck yeah. here? and he's got no lights on in his room he sits him down at a table and he has this little bowl and he's like wait don't say anything and then he hits it with like a drumstick and it goes and he waits until the vibrations are done he's like now we can talk and then he produces ayahuasca and he tells him, you need to get in contact with this ghost. You need to find out what's going on. And he goes into this whole fucking like, it, dude, it felt like fucking Joe Rogan where they're dude, talking about talking to elves and shit. Russell, I want to thank you for mentioning this because I think now I know what to do in my day off tomorrow. I, I clearly am 45 minutes away from somewhere where I can access ayahuasca. Oh, dude, I thought you were going to say watch separation. And I was like, don't do that. No, I mean, it it literally is across the street. I think you need a couple days for ayahuasca. Oh, it's not a Monday thing? No. Dude. What what are you, ayahuasca man? (laughs) Yeah, you got to go to like a retreat and it's like a whole thing and... You know. I thought I could just get a baggie of ayahuasca. Nope. Nope. In separation, homie sits down on the floor. And he's like, all right. And he has his notebook and then he drinks a drink 
And then it is the lamest surreal moment I've ever seen in a movie. And I don't think it actually progresses the story in any way. Um, I'm going to skip a bunch of shit. Everything is retread. Every twist in this movie, you see it an hour before it happens. And uh, if I had known that our girl from Cam was the babysitter, then um, spoiler alert. The baby. It clearly would have been so obvious that she was the killer. You know, um, I didn't know it was her. And I still, <laughs> like, me and Terrell were like, it's her, right? Like, five minutes into this movie. By the end of it, it's revealed. There's a bunch of funny things that happen that aren't worth the wait. But at the very end of the film, there's, <sighs> there's a few things that happen. The mom being a ghost gets pretty ridiculous because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, the haunting I was doing was really to help you. And it's like, that's dubious. I don't know why you brought our daughter up on the roof and leaned her off like you were going to drop her just to push her back in. Also, was she a Lisa Lamb? Dude, oh, damn. <laughs> I will tell you, they do fall from the roof at the end of the movie, but they don't die. If I'm going to be in Phoenix for another four weeks, I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> well, not if you can't get out on your patio. I know. They know. <laughs> They're like, you know, people staying at this Phoenix hotel, they're going to try and jump. We got to lock this door. Dude, and it's a Juliet balcony. You barely got enough room to get out there on. Well, is a Romeo balcony better? By the way, uh, <laughs> Russ, when, when Amanda came over here yesterday, I uh, uh, introduced her to Steve Cosmic. Oh, and no. and showed her. Uh, we watched the uh, Steve Cosmic's uh, first short film, Romeo and Juliet Have Herpes. Uh huh. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I watched fucking Separation, dude. I can I can take anything on. Um. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what the fuck I was going to talk about. Is, at this, the end. is this is this the worst movie you've seen this year? Uh, I don't know because I knew. So when we left, Terrell was like, God, that was bad. And he was like, what'd you think? I'm like, I agree with you, but... Um, Is it better was, than Mortal Kombat? There was a lot to talk about. I don't know. Mortal Kombat, I genuinely like the violence in that movie. I wish they would have doubled down on just interesting, brutal choreography. Sub-Zero's lame, dude. Um, I agree with you. But I also don't really like Scorpion. I think if they were going to do that, they should have just went hard into how dumb those ninjas are. Who's your guy? Smoke, reptile, in Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't I'm really Raiden. have a favorite. Raid, Raiden's tight. Raiden's cool. You know, I don't, I don't know. I kind of like Johnny Cage. Johnny really Cage? Him. Yeah, I don't really like him. You know, I like all the, the fucking villains. I like Goro and shit. Yeah, Give me Goro, a fucking- Goro is tight. Or Centaro. What the fuck was the Centaur one? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, then, imagine Goro with a horse body. Oh. Yeah, they made that. <laughs> Wait, Oksana, is there anything you wanted to add about separation? You were going to talk about the half-hour-long scene of them falling from the roof or whatever. No, I feel like I covered that. I mean, th- so they were falling, and they were falling to their death, except it slowed down. Oh, and they every- were falling slowly. My favorite song. By who? Fall- Glenn Hansard. And uh, Danzig, not Very Glenn Danzig. <laughs> Falling. Oh, that was another news headline. 
Danzig mm. said the misfits could never happen because of cancel culture. It's true. Did you tell us that off mic or? Yeah, yeah. it was or, before Okay, before I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were falling, and then that's not true. How? how that's not true because Guar is still very much a thing. No, but he was talking about launching the band now. Yeah, but that would that would be shit. No one would care. Well, I mean, it. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. If yeah, you, you can't launch that type of. Yeah, you can't launch that. Well, I mean, type you of, heard about that guitarist from Mumford and Sons? They kicked him out after reading Andy No's book. Yeah, just for reading a book. And then I don't know who said it, but they're like, "Since when have the good guys ever been the one to burn books?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of a good point there." That's true. But like, imagine booting out Randy because he read a book. I've been trying to read books. It's hard. No, dude, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Separation. Was there anything else? They do a uh, what? Uh, the dad um, of uh, Mumble Gums. What was her name? Mamie Gummer. There you go. Her dad in the film dies in one of the. I don't even think he dies. He didn't die. He takes a tumble down the stairs, which I hate in movies because they're oh, always the staircase. Fatal. Yeah, they're they're always fatal. And it's like, I've fallen downstairs before. I didn't even get that hurt. I'm like, when people were dying left well, it depends, and right. It depends on how you fall. It depends on the staircase. Nah. This, if Russell, you're in a movie, they're favorite. In real life, Russell, nah, not so much. If, are you kidding me? If you fall down a concrete staircase. Who's got concrete in their home? That is covered in <laughs> Vaseline. <laughs> okay. If you have a Vaseline. Um, overage and it leaks out and you're walking up your concrete staircase and and you get shot and you're shot okay you get you get the pfizer and it kills you on the way down or or if you're the uh or if you're an attorney of a uh historical uh author in north carolina of course i'm now talking about the sun now slash netflix series the staircase Oh, there's Which a lot of you're blood. a big fan of. That's yeah. a great man. Staircase is great. Anyway, also I think he did it. Okay. <laughs> um. So her dad falls down the steps. He's pushed by somebody off camera. They want you to think it was the ghost. It wasn't. It was the babysitter. He hits the bottom, and his, so he he leans up against the wall. So imagine being horizontal at the landing of a staircase, but your head is crooked because of a wall. So his head was vertical, but his body was horizontal. Like, and, like Tom Segura's arm. Yeah. Yep. And he's just, he's just there like, and the nineties dad comes home and is just like, Ooh, you know, honestly, that dad could have been, he could have been played by Dave Coulier and it would have worked for me. I think oh, it would have been a better it. movie. Cut it out, dude. Yeah. If he was playing with puppets instead of doing fucking inking for a comic book, the movie would have been, more succinct. Um, I totally forgot he was he had puppets. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, red flags for pedophileville all yeah. over the place. Not only was Kouye a hack <laughs> in Full House, he diddled children. He's a pedophile. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. They the oh God they call the police and they're like, "Are you okay?" And he's not dead, even though his neck is like man. Separation rule. Oh, here we go. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Y'all want to guess? Zero. The score went up. Oh, the score went up? 
Thirty six. Oh damn. Okay, thirty six and zero. Uh, Clark, you would have been right. What two days ago? Yeah. Uh, we've moved up, not as high as the thirty six. We're at eleven. But the audience, because you know the critics, they're always so highbrow. They don't get horror. The audience, though, they bring their own seatbelt and they buckle up and they're ready for the ride. Hey, I think White Boys is also at eleven percent. One of your favorite movies, dude. But White Boys, that's different. Also, dude, White Boys would not play well now. Fucking love White Boys, though. It's a good movie. Yeah, uh, audience score thirty four percent. That means you all should. Uh, Say fuck off, Ben Wheatley. <laughs> go see Separation instead. Oh yeah, I need to go see the Ben Wheatley movie. Yeah, me too. Maybe you could do that? that while you're in Arizona. Yeah, what's that called? In the Earth. In the Earth. All right, it's playing like 19 miles from here. Also, bring home ayahuasca, <laughs> dude. I think I think I can. I I I gotta find an ayahuasca plug. All right, then we'll do an episode on it. Dude, there's not. Oh, man, it's way far away. Can you stop looking at, <laughs> I don't know, maps? What the hell are you looking at? What is walking with Herb? <laughs> <laughs> the tight. H is silent, dude. As a PG movie. Oh, I don't like it. Dude, Separation is playing everywhere, man. Check it out. It's really good. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. Why is Scott Pilgrim versus the world play? Oh, I know what I wanted to mention about separation at the end of the movie. Uh, they do this. Everything r- is wrapped up with a bow and he brings in the final comic and he hands it to the, the, his buddy from college. And he goes, amazing. It's a, it's a shame. It was a one-off because it's killing and we're all rich now. And he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to change the ending. And him and the English dude are like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, the ghost is never done. It always comes back. So then the English dude looks at the Dave Coulier guy and he said, where's your daughter right now? And then he runs out of the fucking office because the ending was changed in the comic book, I guess. It was really fucking stupid. What the hell? Yeah. The end. Damn. I don't think it actually ends there. I think there's like another half hour. <laughs> Pass. It's only yeah, an hour 47. Also, I think it was, was it written or directed by the guy who did the boy? Um, I think directed. Yeah. Love the boy. I'll never back down off that, but you love the boy. Dude, I really like the boy. I saw it twice in the theater. The boy is dude. Fair. There's a there was a lady behind us who threw her popcorn up in the air at the re- third act reveal. She freaked the fuck out. It was great. That's excessive. I had an elaborate uh, lie, actually, about the boy because I was trying to get Coot in there blind without pumping it up too much. So for a week, I had been like laying the groundwork to like kind of invite him tangentially to the theater without pumping up the fact that I was going to see the boy again because I thought it was so good. And then uh, last minute he backed out. So I ended up going again anyway. I remember two things about the boy. <laughs> he was he was inside the walls. Okay, you and, spoil it. Randy, god damn it. Cut this. And and the old people You literally into just the spoiled scene. an entire movie that just came out. 
Yeah, but no. nobody's watching it. No, I'm talking. No, the, yeah, I know. Russell just told oh, me yeah. to edit out what you're saying, even though he just spoiled a movie that literally <laughs> just hit theaters. That is yeah, true. <laughs> Randy. Oh, and then the old people walking into the ocean with like pockets full of rocks. <laughs> Dude, that's a rad 90s album thing. <laughs> Dude, pocket full of rocks. <laughs> that is good. Randy, do something with that. That's yours. All right. Uh, speaking of pocket full of rocks, enjoy this week's interview. Ryan Kruger. He is a pocket full of sunshine. <laughs> uh, it was good to have Ryan back on. And he talked about his new short film, Hashtag Meow 2. And uh, also wanted to come back on to promote that Fried Berry is finally coming out on Shudder. So that comes out, is that Friday? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Friday. Cool. Friday the so 7th. The, the day after this show airs. Yeah, my birthday. Yeah. May 7th? Yeah, and guess what? I got Gavin Newsom on the phone, and he agreed to open up bars that day too. So I can't wait to see Randy out here. We're going to be litty like a titty. I've been to one. No, 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 no. I'll send you the post. I got a whole thing for tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's an East Bay thing because y'all are outlaws over there. Maybe I we Alameda County has historically been much more locked down than San Mateo County. I'm now, sure are you a lot talking of about shit like is open group? near you. It's probably just uh, reduced capacity. I'm sure shit is open. No, no, this, for sure. this is for this is for San Francisco County, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, um, dude, I I went into I sat down in a BJ's like two months ago. Where'd you get it? BJ's. Oh, the restaurant. Yeah, I, I didn't get a pizuki though. I should have got a pizuki. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> No, but if they serve food, that's different. I'm talking about just straight uh, bars where also you know, most I've been to like two straight up bars in my life. Most straight up bars will true. literally just sell like peanuts or a bag of chips to get around that. So Yeah, they were shutting down on that though. They had the Gestapo kick in the door and <laughs> point guns I, at everybody. I used to do shows at a bar who would sell lean cuisines. Hell yeah. Oh, I thought you were just that's gonna tight. say lean. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they would they would have lean cuisines and hams. Okay. Oh, I'd rather have lean with the cuisine. Dude, I like hams. Okay. What about lean? There are certain lean cuisines that I would do. No. I believe <laughs> I believe they had like a beef stroganoff that wasn't bad. Well, you know what they say: if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. <laughs> if you got time to lean, you got time to cuisine. That's my new album. Oh, dude. All right, we'll close on this. But when I was a video store manager, and I think oh, I yeah. told this story once. Um, I was I was not good at paperwork and I got in trouble for being bad at paperwork. And um, <laughs> you got to write up bad at paperwork. Well, dude, I almost got fired because the, the store came and they they cleaned up everything. We had like a whole district meeting and the like the COO of the company and one of the, like the vice presidents came to my store and they saw a bag of DVDs that were, had, should have been damaged out and they weren't <laughs> like all these. And it, it was a mess. And I thought I was going to get fired on the spot that day it was a horrible day. 
and they would they were coming back two weeks later and they probably would have fired me but the company went out of business and so i avoided that so uh yeah i made it through liquidation but yeah i learned some <laughs> congratulations <harmless>. dude <laughs> anyway but during that time you got them the the coo came and was like every speck of dust i mean this dude saw everything and like we would have, you know, the little end caps, like you had the shelves and you got the end caps and like he would see if like the carpet was a little lighter around the corners because that would be dust. So he would say he, he had his little trick of like, he would get Windex, spray the carpet and then get a broom and, and flush it out. And he was like, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. And oh. he said that so many times and I hate him. Did you ever try lean? I did. <laughs> I think we're finally get, getting <laughs> get get wasted on lean and clean. Yeah, it's very funny. Now I just think of Jamarcus Russell. Oh my god! On lean, you don't even know who Jamarcus Russell is. Yeah, I know him. Jamarcus Russell was the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders who was drafted number one overall. He was the, one of the biggest busts in NFL history. Very briefly, I'll tell you this story. They knew, Jamar- they, knew where they, they knew they were in trouble with Jamarcus Russell because one night they sent him a tape, and they said, Jamarcus, here, here's footage of our next opponent. I want you to watch it, and then I want you to tell us uh, what you think. He said, okay, coach, no problem. Next day he comes in and they said, Jamarcus, what'd you think of the tape? He said, Oh yeah, yeah, it's good. Everything, anything you want to do sounds good to me. And they said, well, what did you think about this? Oh yeah, yeah. Everything looks good. The DVD they sent him was blank. So he just lied about everything. Got him. He went like, Oh, in 97. And made a million billion dollars. I think he went bankrupt. He put it all on red, the fool. And then, dude, he was also like 260 pounds as a quarterback. And, uh, yeah, he got busted because he would always uh, lean was a big thing. <laughs> Fucking drama mean or whatever. Anyway, all right, end of episode. Enjoy Ryan Kruger. We'll see you next week. Bye. Ryan, how you been, man? Yeah, I've been good, man. I've been good. Yeah, sorry, sorry about, um, sorry about that. I mean, I'm probably the worst as well to like update shit on my laptop and stuff like that. So uh, it's not often. It's only it's only every now and then this shit happens. I'm like, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I've got to like no. update certain uh, certain things. So, but yeah, but thank you so much for accommodating me on Zoom. Oh, no worries, man. You know, we, you know, we've done this. What? How many years have we done this? Four or five? I've lost I track. Know. I think four. And uh, yeah, five. You know, <laughs> shit happens. So you you gotta you gotta be flexible. So we we appreciate your flexibility on that, man. Cool, man. Um, Thanks so much. All right, Randy. We good? Everything good? Yep. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, Ryan, dude. Um, thanks for coming back. I guess what last time you were here it was episode two oh eight. Been what around August, September? 
Yeah. September 2nd. Look at that. We were Isn't that crazy. Time goes by so quick. And it's it's never been quicker. It's never <laughs> going quicker than in the past, uh, you know, 14, 15 months, as far as I'm concerned. Right? I don't know. Like for me, for me, I don't know. Like time just goes by. Like, I don't know. Like I'm busy like a lot of the time. And then when I think back to like certain things, I'm just like, fuck, that felt like not like a few months ago, you know? Yeah. So it just things. Yeah. I don't know that. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> well, no, when we were talking about having you back on and, uh, we found out about your new short. We're like, well, didn't we just talk to him like two weeks ago? Yeah, like, how did he? Yeah. We're like, how did he make a short? And it was yeah. like, oh god, no, that was fuck. That was a long time ago, actually. But dude, the the, 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 fu- the funny thing about uh, hashtag me out too. I actually shot that actually before Fry Barry. Really? And and the the interesting thing was, I shot it before Fry Barry, and then the whole Fry Barry thing came came about. So I, you know, fry barry is more important for post and everything to get done. So I, I just had to put it on the back burner, uh, hashtag me out too, just to, cause you know, fry barry was more of a priority to, you know, to get done and to work on. So yeah, I, I just had to leave it for a, for a while until, until I had time to actually do it. You know, dude, meow, you shot that prior to fried berry. Yeah. That, that's fucking that's um really impressive. I mean, it definitely looks like a short coming off of your feature. Like your style is just, it's so clear in your short. Wait, how, oh, cool. how, how many shorts have you made prior to fried berry? Um, I don't know. Uh, I've done, I've done quite, quite a few, but since 2017, uh, where I shot the, the shorts, experimental of uh fry barry you know the three minute one yeah for the feature so what i wanted to do back then before fry barry the feature was even on the cards i said to myself you know i want to shoot uh eight short experimental films where i can do whatever the fuck i want and i can you know do my style and i don't have to worry about um you know, I don't, I don't have to worry about like record labels or managers or it getting on TV. I just wanted to do like my style and my stuff. So it's been a four and a half year project shooting eight experimental films. Uh, the first one being Fry Barry, the shorts. Um, and then I shot this other one, Swither, which I've sent to a few festivals a while back. Um, the Man Who Beat the Man uh about this boxer uh did that sent that to festivals and then obviously now with uh meow too and then just last week i shot another experimental so it's been this ongoing thing and it's so it's actually some of my favorite work as well so it's 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 funny that um you, you know like with meow too now it's you know it's basically starting to hit all the festivals that fry barry played at as well which is cool Dude, I I want to watch the man who beat the man. Are any of these available like online? Uh, no, that's the th- that, that's that's the really annoying thing because it's it's I, I want it as a collection. So after each one's done, I'll send it to festivals, and yeah, after each one's done, I send it to festivals, and then I want to bring it out as either I, I want to have an exhibition and screen like all eight of them or you know, find a, a perfect platform to release them all at the same time, or I can release one, one a month. 
but it's some of, it's, it's actually some of, some some of my favorite work. So the man who beat the man was uh, yeah, it's basically a a guy that's you know in a boxing ring, which was uh, John H. Tracy. He was actually he was the world welterweight boxing champion of the world like back in the day, and yeah, and it's it's very much like. Um, Actually, I can't think of the movie at the top of my head now. It's the uh, uh, Raging Bull. You know, it's that black oh, and white, yeah. very grainy. Um, so yeah, that was that was a really actually fun one to do. So yeah, there's some of it, like some pieces, of, some of these pieces of like of my favorite work, and it's it's not even out. And that's why, like, when you take it, when you take a short tour of festival, and you're not uploading it straight away, you know, it's like it has to hit all the festivals, which is great because then you know loads of people get to see it, and there's that advertisement. But then, you know, you can't put it online. So it, it's like the waiting game for all of them. So I've been trying my best to try film them, send it off. So then it, it becomes quicker, you know, to get online. Because then every, everything you make, even with a feature, it's like you shoot the feature, you, you, you know, you put it on a, a festival run, which is about a year, uh, just over a year. Well, we started the festival run for Fry Barry in March and... We've got like one more festival and then Fry Barry releases in five days on Shudder. So it's the turnaround time. It's, it's like a delay of a delay. So you've got to shoot the film, then you've got post, and then you're going to wait a year for the festival run and only then it comes out. So it's, it's, the turnaround time is crazy. So it also makes you think, shit, I need to work quicker. I need to work faster and I need to put more stuff out, which is, which is nuts. Can you work faster? Look at how many shorts you have. Right <laughs> yeah, I'm man, trying. you got like 30 shorts, dude. Now, yeah, first off, congratulations on getting on Shutter. I think that's going to be the perfect place for Fried Berry to drop. And ever since our last episode, uh, people have been checking in regularly asking about Fried Berry. I, it's just... it. I think you made such an impact and the visual styling just, it works really well online and people are pumped for it. And when we saw meow too, I was like, okay, yeah, this could, you could pair meow too with fried berry. Yeah. And the visual yeah, it's kind of in that same world, you know? Yeah. And that's why I'm looking when we're talking about your other shorts and the man who beat the man, when I pull that up, it looks like fucking uh, requiem for a boxer. Have you ever seen that film? Uh, I don't know what what's what's it about apart from being a, a boxer. <laughs> Similar idea where it's an an older uh, boxer who you know is looking to get into a fight. Uh, it's got Anthony Quinn and Jackie Gleason, Mickey Rooney, and uh, it's, I, yeah, I think 62. I watched I watched it on um, TMC, and okay. it's like it's so it's black and white and it's beautiful and it's just a drama about boxing. Heartbreaking. And the thing is. I know the horror community and they're going to see fried berry and they're going to want to put you in a corner and they're going to be like, this is the fucking psychedelic UFO motherfucker who <laughs> is kind of like the new refin. He's got a lot of neon light and uh, it's always a wild ride. And then you're going to come out there with some heavy shit, some heavy black and white short about a boxer. And I think you're just going to blow it open. I think this is going to work out great for you. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. I hope so. It, it's just, yeah, I, th I think the people that like follow my, I mean, in South Africa, I have like a lot of followers and I'm, I'm quite known, you know, as being a, a music video director in South Africa. I'm doing, you know, more narrative stuff with, within music videos. But I think, you know, it's 
this past year and hitting all those festivals around the world, it's been, yeah, it's been crazy. It's been nuts that I've got all these like weird, weird fans now from, you know, all these different, you know, all these different countries, which is, which is amazing. So, I mean, yeah, I think Fry Barry, you know, definitely like pushed me out there like a hell of a lot just to, um, you know, for people that follow my work and stuff like that. And I think, I think Meow 2 is great to, you know, to ride off the back of it as well, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm just predicting almost like um when James Wan made Fast and Furious. Yeah. Where it's just like people are like, oh dude, stay in your lane. Because dude, Friedberry just works so well. It's such a succinct uh vision. For the record, James Wan crushed Fast I, and Furious. No, of Thank course. But I think I think you know, horror fans, we like to have our um it's almost like your favorite band. Like you don't want to share it with people. Right. And you're kind of like, this is my well, hit, I, hit. I think that horror fans more so are, are, are very possessive. Oh, yeah. In that nature. Yeah, for sure. And materialistic. So, yeah, we do need some. Uh, I also think the horror fans are, are very open as well. They're very open people in a sense, like whatever goes as well. You know, they're not too critical. They're not too, you know what I mean? It's just like, I think the more, um, what's the word? Just, I, I think op- open-minded people. Definitely, you know, not too critical. Have you <laughs> have you ever gone on? But, but you know what I'm saying. It's just like the, the more open minded, in a sense of, um, hey, like, well, listen, uh, uh, you know, people can be fucking critical. Like, I mean, people are going to be critical about Fry Barry without a doubt. I'm, there's 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 going to be praises, and then there's going to be other people that just oh, don't yeah. get it. But um, but I, I think you know, just like the horror community and and. And, you know, the people that, you know, like horrors and stuff, what I'm saying is they're just more like open, open minded about stuff, you know, compared to somebody that will be like that film looks batshit crazy and I definitely don't want to watch it. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? You know, Friedberry, you do you touch on some like tricky topics and I could totally see somebody trying to get like their TikTok fame out of like, you know, coming down hard on Friedberry. But I th- I think the easiest way to protect from that is just to show Meow Two first, because Meow Two is just such a like, it's such an obvious um, position where you're coming from as a filmmaker, where Friedberry's a little bit more nuanced. Yeah, and I don't know you know how well Twitter takes nuance at all. Yeah. <laughs> Very not well. tr- not trying to scare you, Kruger. <laughs> now, yeah. now, talk to us a little bit about a uh, Meow Two. I want to know where that came up. Yeah. So Meow 2, like I said, it was just a part of that uh, collection of experimental films uh, that I wanted to do. And, and you know, majority of the, the concepts are just, are just loose. I can do anything that I want. And it, it's nice to have that freedom where I don't have to think about, you know, whether it's getting on TV or trying to please a band or staying, you know, with... The, you know, the style of the music or whatever. So w- w- with these and with these experimentals, they're all really short. And when I got the idea for me out too, it just seemed like, like, uh, like, a, you know, just like a really cool uh, little concept and obviously very visual. There's no, you know, there's no basically dialogue in the, in the movie. And, and it's one of those where you can tell that story without dialogue and being very visual and, you know, hashtag me out too is a basically is a ruthless revenge story that takes aim at the sexual abusers that uh you know that's uh exposed by the me out hashtag uh me too movement um 
you know, to show that also no no offender is uh, is safe. So yeah, it's be- basically um, based in like the near future, living amongst cats and humans. And uh, Miawa, lead uh, female uh, character, she meets. She, you know, she goes to this bar and she meets this sleazy uh, producer, uh, and he basically uses his power as a film producer to try and um, take advantage of her. But she's also uh, buying in, buying into it a little bit because he's, you know, he's he's trying to be all charming and stuff like that. And um, yeah, and it's, like I said, it's that whole revenge thing where you know it's that it's that whole uh, twist. But uh, at the same time. You know the hashtag Me Too. Um, you know is a you know it's a very very you know important movement, and I think with this film it celebrates you know female power and the survivors of you know sexual assault. And yeah. as you know, the sexual assault is a very common uh, is a very common thing, especially in the in the film industry as well. And it's I think it's up to men to to you know to stop and to prevent that. You know. Yeah, man. Change your ways, Randy. It's kind of shocking too. I um what the hell is that goddamn podcast? I can't remember the oh shockwaves. I remember we had Robbie over here and he was oh, telling yeah. me, I'm like, dude, what's up with them? Why aren't they posting? He's like, Oh, they got me too. They're done. I was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> and like I don't know, scummy people. You kind of get a vibe, but yeah. But what I really want to know about is now in your mind, as the director of hashtag meow too. How do we get to the near future of cat people <laughs> walking around? And just just for people listening, it's not like cats. They don't look like cats. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Because uh, I imagine that the cat, the, the specific cat that you chose is the only way to go. Because otherwise, because it, it, again, I'm not a cat aficionado, as I have made that <laughs> be known on this show. Uh, so this is more. This is a hairless uh, variety of cat that you've chosen, right, Ryan? Yeah. Which kind of you looks know like you know. I know <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, visually, you know, uh, it's visually the most interesting for sure yeah. because well, it like looks a like a ball sack. <laughs> Those cats. I love cats. I'm not a dog person. I uh, I do not like the hairless. The hairless cat. cat would be the only cat I would have. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Actually. Clark would be, you know, they need a lot of uh, healthcare application. I'm pretty sure you have to like oil them. Well, they look sickly, but they, 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 you have to hair. oil them. <laughs> you have to oil. Oh, your okay, hair. okay. We, we have Oksana in here. Oksana, help me out. <laughs> every every night, every night at uh, at ten o'clock, you just bring the oil out. That's right. Just, just now, massage it every night. Yeah, you know, I you know, it could be fully vaccinated, socialized back into play, but that's, you know what? Can't go out tonight. Sorry, I have to oil my I'm cat. Oil the cat again. Which is not a yeah. euphemism. It's <laughs> getting rusty. Getting a bit rusty. You know, it's gonna have to oil it. Yeah. It's the swinger of cats. It's probably got a silk coat. The hairless cat is the sexiest cat. There's no oh question. God. There's no question. <laughs> All right, Oksana, jump well, in. in well, in this it is. It's the sexiest cat. <laughs> it's the, they have to be bathed, like sponge bathed, because all sponge their, bathed square. <laughs> pants because okay. all of their like skin folds or whatever collect stuff in it i don't know they oh, are Clark they circumcised are he doesn't know what that's like <laughs> that's true <laughs> turtleneck is off baby all right i'm turning your mic off again yeah so no but what i was trying to get at is just visually in your mind you're thinking cat people bipede you know but they look like cats yeah they're not cats the musical they're more um deantwood the uh yes. pit bull 
music video, uh, which yeah. I fucking it's, it's, it's actually the same people that uh, that made the the mask as well. Oh, really, really? dude? I yeah. so I wanted to not like that band for a really long time, and then when uh, they were kind of fucking with the Chappie set, I was like, oh, I'm kind of into that. And then somebody showed me that music video for Pitbull Terrier. And I'm yeah. I'm like, well, I'm a fucking fan. So when I saw your video, I was like, oh, dude, it looks just like Pitbull Terrier. I love that look. Mm. Yeah, this, the, that's the thing with uh, Dion Foot. There's, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of lovers and haters, especially in South Africa, because, you know, they know where they because a lot of it's like a whole big act. And, uh, and loads of people think it's that's how they speak and everything like that. But it's like they're completely not like that. Yeah, they're kind of like trolls. They know what they're doing. Yeah, but out here in the Bay Area, there was such a like worshipful culture. I remember they came out here for um, what's what's that big three day festival they do at uh, Golden Gate? No, uh, uh, outside lands. outside lands, and people were so pumped for them, and it was just like the smug hipster group that well, I'm not fans of. Here, I know, and I know I do my own version of it. I mean, I mean, in my mind, we run a very cool under the radar podcast where we find all the coolest people like Ryan Kruger. So I'm sure I'm yeah. on that spectrum. Well, I mean, this this is how we practice foreign policy. <laughs> you know, we we take in bands from other countries. This is this is this is how it starts. But yeah, no, the D- D- they know what they're doing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's all. Um, yeah, they they just market themselves uh, very well. But um, now, Ryan, I'll tell you this, and I'm I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass, but uh, I I think the cat looks better than the pit bull. I think this well, cat. Looks you're just better. you're just saying that. I, I know. <laughs> I am a sweet talker, but I'm telling you, it looked it looked amazing. It looked amazing. Now, yeah, the, yeah. Soon as soon as I. Uh, Cause that's the thing. It was just like to do this story as well. It's almost like, you know, I could have just done it with just a normal girl, you know, uh, just, you know, just the actress without makeup and, you know, the whole cat thing, but it was just, and that's the thing about, you know, creating something, you know, a little bit different and just, it's more pleasing on the eye, you know, that, you know, the creativity behind it of, you know, of a character and it's, you know, visually it looks like you said, it looked, you know, it looks really cool. You know, now, did you experiment with other type of cats or was it always going to be the Sphinx? Sorry, say it again. Did you experiment with any other sort of like, did you think about having like a, you know, like a, like a hairy cat? cat. Yeah. Well, I know you're into your, your, um, your hairless cats. So that's why I thought, you know, I got, I got, I got to, I got to do it with the hair, with the hairless cat, and get the oil out, yeah, and do it properly. You know, it's the only way. Now, in the future, are there only female cats, or are there male ones too? There, there is- like this. This is like this is like a fantasy uh, land for you, for you. I think asking for a friend. <laughs> hey, asking for a friend. Um, well, the the will there must be male cat male cats as well, but we just. We actually, one of them walked past at the beginning, but they didn't look as cool as, as that mask. Yeah. How no. would there, how would there only be female cats? Well, if it's just a like heavy handed <laughs> metaphor. Well, actually, so. actually at, at the beginning, when you see, um, when the camera goes past, it's, uh, it's actually me standing there with the, with the cat mask on with the pet human on the lead, oh. which is actually Fry Barry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so that that was you with the mask on? 
Yeah, that was me. Oh, there you go. Yep. I think we're looking at it now. Now, what kind of statement were you trying to make? I mean, right, Barry on a chain. On a chain. <laughs> He's mine. That's right. Dude. Or it's weighing you down. <laughs> oh, it's, it's your burden. It could be. Oh, boy. But, but the, the interesting thing is that mask, when you put it on, it's actually, I'm actually wearing the same mask as the girl. It's not a different mask. Okay. But it actually molds you to your face and it actually looks completely different. Like if you if you go back and look at that shot with me at the beginning with the mask, yeah. it's it's uh, it doesn't actually look like the same one the girls were in, in, in a way. Like obviously like it's the same it's the same fucking mask, but it when you somebody else puts it on, it it really like molds to your face. So it 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 actually looks different, which is weird. Yeah, we're looking at it now. No, it looks, it's actually really cool. That sounds expensive. Now, what does it smell like in there? Oh, boy. <laughs> I like all these questions. What does, it smell like? what does it smell like in there? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this. I I'll, I'll go back to you on that one. <laughs> so I'm no stranger to mask, but, uh, but I imagine, I imagine it's not too bad because it's compact. I had a giant fucking like felt, uh, confederate general head i had to wear that was it heats uh, up it does heat up when you wear it that's for sure that was 15 years old when oh, I it, it. it heats up when he wears it now too. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> god damn it all right so how how um is hashtag me too meow too gonna be available uh well it's it's still it's still hitting you know for the yeah it's still hitting festivals now so um so it's probably going to be a while before it goes online. So yeah, it's 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 still yeah, it's still going to be hitting uh, the festivals. So it's yeah, it's still going to have that festival run before anything. Wow. So how how long have uh, have you been uh, in the festival circuit with this one? Uh, it's only been like uh, it's only been since Easter, so it's okay. still quite uh, fresh. Gotcha. Now, what's that look like? Are festivals starting to uh, pop their heads out, or are we still like in an online? landscape uh it's a bit of a mixture still so so it depends <clears throat> it's one of those where it depends it depends what country and everything so yeah it's still very like over here in south africa now you know the cinemas have been open for a long time already so yeah it, it really depends where you are i think it, italy's got it pretty bad and i think spain's got it bad i think and england have just come out of lockdown again haven't they like a month or two ago yeah or a month ago so yeah, it's um yeah, everywhere's different, I guess. So some will be online and some will will uh be a physical one. But at the same time, it's also I, I mean, there's nothing better than going to the cinema and watching, you know, to a festival, but at the same time, you got good numbers when it's online. So, you know, it's almost like more people are watching it than the amount of people that could fit into a screening, you know, at a like a little cinema. Yeah, it it's really tough to navigate that. Because we just did an online film fest and, you know, we came into it thinking we're only doing this because we have to. But then we reached a bunch of people who would have never known about it. Yeah, exactly. Now, now we're kind of like, fuck, should we do like a hand in hand thing? And well, this, this is the thing. What, what, what I think is really interesting about this, you know, the, all the festivals, because in March I was in the States, I was in uh, San Jose in March doing the Fry Barry uh, world premiere at CineQuest. So when, the, and it was just before lockdown. 
So when the, so when that happened, I thought, oh shit, man, this like trust me to make my film, and then now this happens, it's just gonna bomb, and it's just not gonna get out there. But the great thing about it was that you know instead of getting you know three hundred to you know three hundred to six hundred people in a in a cinema, we were getting four four to five thousand per festival per per viewings at a mm-hmm. festival. So. It's, it's you know like four to five thousand thousand people watching your film is you know it's great numbers which created more talk online and the thing is with that is one it was in lockdown so nobody could go anywhere and people wanted entertainment but the other thing is what I think film film festivals are actually really seeing is that the great thing about it is you know when people have a festival some people go oh it's too far or I haven't got the money to go or you know, I, I won't be able to travel up there. So I think all festivals actually should have a physical festival and have an online festival. Because even when you go to a festival, it's impossible to watch all the films anyway. So the thing is, you know, even if you go and go, right, I'm going to go watch this film, this film, this film, and then online, I'll check out this and this and this. So at the end of the day, the festival's actually making more money, you know? Now, I think it's important that you you share that message with other filmmakers. Now, one of, one of the problems we had when we did our of 24 hour was we came into like studios. I don't think they really know what to do with the online market and like, you know, negotiations for showing a film in a theater is usually they get a cut of the ticket or they get a flat rate and online they wanted like the business end hasn't caught up. And then with filmmakers, they were worried that, you know, people were just going to pirate it. And now to your credit, Ryan, you've been very good about keeping that film on lockdown, but you've also been showing it at a lot of film fests. And we even had one of our listeners reach out and be like, when is fried berry coming out? I can't even torrent it. And I'm like, that is, it makes me so happy because we, we ran through this stuff with our film fest. We're like, we kind of picked a lot of things that were available online just so, you know, in case, because we weren't sure about the platform. But then we also premiered a couple of things and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Also, I think the yeah, people yeah. who are willing to pay. Well, it's, it's one of those things where I've, I've had me and, uh, and uh, my team, we've had to like stay on top of that, like constantly, um, which has been, uh, you know, it's been quite hectic because any, any film that is made, somebody will always get it somehow and put it online and people download it. It happens to every single film so you've just got to be on it because i mean once it's you know once it's out you know it's once it's out properly it's it's impossible to to keep up with it and that's all right because at the same time people are watching the film you know you know once it's had its proper release on like once it's been on shutter and everything like that you know we'll still try keep you know all these torrents down and stuff like that but at the same time you know it happens to you know like any film that gets made that you know people uh, rip it and stuff like that so yeah it's, it's just one of those things you've got to be you got to be careful with with your film before it comes out because it can also damage uh cells and stuff like that you know you can't put toothpaste back in the tube man <laughs> oh, God. yeah we we had one dude so we used the platform that we're probably not going back to not because of security reasons but i spent a long time talking to a director who 
I was just like, dude, we we've tried it. It's really, you can't rip it like short of sitting in your front room and filming it on your phone, which, yeah. you know, would have its own problems of audio and clarity. And they, that wasn't good enough for them. And I'm like, I get it. But I think you're also right that like the torrent community, like me and Clark, were just talking now about a film toad road. I own three copies of that Blu-ray from art exploitation. We love you. Keep sending us screeners, but none of them work. N- none of the fucking Blu-rays work. So what I did was I went and I torrented the movie and I think I have it so we could watch it. But yeah, I, I think the torrent community, I don't want to get in this conversation, but uh, the people I know that do it, they also just buy the film, which I wanted to segue yeah. into. Please tell me that fried is going to come out on Blu-ray. Yeah, it will. We haven't got a date for it yet, but it will be on. It will be on a, a Blu-ray, and we're also looking at doing like a limited edition oh, one yeah. as well, or like on a VHS as well. So we're, we're busy looking into that as well. Do you have a distribution company already, or are you guys going to indie promote it? Uh, yeah. So I mean, at the moment now, you know, with Shudder, it's England, America, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Ireland. Uh, so that's all getting released on the seventh, and then May seventh. Yeah. Sorry, May seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's day, days days away. To me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you and, for bringing that up with my birthday. Yeah, and then we also got a few other territories that's uh, that's coming as well, which is great. Dude, awesome! That's I'm, a solid release, man. Which I haven't been able to say many times in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm wondering where you're going with that. You know, I had to let I had to let the room just settle for that. Uh, but yeah, Ryan, this was a uh, great man. Like, yeah, we we were super thrilled to get back with you. Uh, you know, we saw Meow too, and uh, again, you know, we, we talked to you back in September, and we've been hearing pretty consistently about updates on you know from from people uh, in our community about when when can they see Fried Berry, and now it's finally out. So, how are you feeling? Finally, you know, you 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 had fried berry out on the festival circuit now, and now you, now you're going to shutter, which is a, a big, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. It's weird because it's still, you know, it being my first feature film and everything, it's, it's still, it still hasn't hit me. I don't know. And, you know, it's days away from the release. And then once it's out, it's out. And, and then, because I mean, f- since March till now, you know, we have the, you know, you have those waves where it's like, it's at a festival. So people are talking about it and then it goes down and then, and then we have another festival and people are talking about it. And then the, you know, reviews come out and stuff like that. I mean, we're on like 82% on Rotten Tomato, which is pretty cool. And yeah, so it's, 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 yeah, it's just interesting. And then obviously when it's out on the 7th of May, then it's, it's out there for majority, you know, of the world to, to see and to talk about. And so, yeah, it's going to be uh, really interesting. And then for myself, yeah, I just want to, uh, it looks like I'm going to be shooting my next uh, feature in August, which is cool. So I can't really talk too much about that, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully that um, everything goes ahead with that. And I start shooting the next one in August. Uh, and apart from that, I'm busy editing uh, the experimental that I just shot uh, last week, uh, which is called Alien Dick. <laughs> so, so that's uh that's I'm gonna start post on that like pretty soon. You'll like that one. You'll like that one. I hope. So. Is it about an alien detective? 
Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's exactly that. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it, it, it's about an alien hairless uh, dick. So <laughs> it's the ones that you like, you know, where you can put the oil on it. <laughs> Ryan, don't you <laughs> ever give an alien hair. They have to be hairless. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I know. I have a, has there ever been a Haley? Uh, a Haley? A Haley hair? A, a oh. Okay, Clark just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't critter. So <laughs> Critters would qualify. I didn't think you were going to double down on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to finish it off from time to time. God. All right. Uh, Russ, anything else with Ryan? No, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm excited. I, we're talking about putting you in the corner. You're coming out with an <laughs> alien dick movie. I, I think people are going to be shocked when they see the, the range of your style. And um, I'm dot, dude, you got to send me some of those. Uh, the art alien dick going. pictures. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the alien dick pictures. <laughs> Ryan, love you, man. Thanks for taking more time out to hang out with us. And when your next film's coming out, you got to touch base with us again. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, thank you, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much, guys. Absolutely. Anytime, Ryan. Thanks again.